Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, and I'm here with Mike Jewell in the studios of Relate365.com. And uh, this program, just like the last one, we're going to be focusing on foster care. And I am the younger one. So, uh, Mike. You keep reminding me of that, I know, Dave. I, don't. I know. I just want to keep it in focus. You know, though, Mike, I, I have to be honest with you. I enjoy talking with you and others um, that have been in ministry and business that are in our age bracket. And I know sure. that sounds like, of course, Dave, you do. Yeah. Uh, it's not because I agree with everything. It's because of the fact that God has given older people some very unique experiences like everybody. And yep. if you're young listening today, you're not old enough to have some of the experiences that Mike has. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're trying to do what you should be doing is have a discussion where you're a part of it. So you can sit there, get some popcorn, you know, drink a can of pop or something or soda, whatever you say. I'm from Chicago, so we called it pop. And, and, and just enjoy the conversation and realize there's a couple older guys here that are talking about life experiences and, and hopefully get on board with us on some of the important stuff that we're talking about. Sure. Uh, really, we're not trying to... The, the interesting thing about being a believer, a Christian, those who have their trust in Christ, you don't try and manipulate people. There's no need to. You try and talk about truth and let God do in people's hearts what he wants to do. Yeah. But there's no manipulation involved, and I find that refreshing. If you ever think there's manipulation involved, then that shouldn't, that's not Christian. We as believers do not twist people's arms. We display the options. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us different. We're holy. We're different. We display what's different. So my marriage should display what a healthy marriage looks like. My life, my, the use of my money, the use of my time, that should show the world who God is. That's the goal. It isn't that I just say the right words, and it, it's not something that happens every day automatically. So we're talking about foster care, and I encourage you, if you haven't heard our first half of this, uh, we did it in our last podcast. So you can go to Relate365.com, and you can get that podcast and listen, look for the one that talks with Mike and Dave, and, and we're talking foster care there, and we're talking about it for a second half here as well, because we want to focus on thinking futuristic. And before mm -hmm. we go there, once again, I'm thinking not everybody that listens to us thinks there is a real issue or a real need or a real problem in the United States because maybe they're surrounded by people who have no need of foster care in sure. their own personal sure. lives. Right. So could you reiterate the need that's out there? Well, the big thing is happening right now in the whole foster community is that especially drug and alcohol abuse has just destroyed families. And uh, there's separations. A lot of that comes in, abuse steps in uh, when in the midst of that. And kids become the victims in this whole process. They're young enough not to understand what is being done to them is, is because of sin. They just think what's being done to me is because I have done something and, wrong. And they think it's normal. Right. They think this is the way life is. Right. So they have no way to know it's not normal. Correct. And when you tell, when you tell them to stop, stop this certain behavior, uh, they're going to sit back and they're going to go, uh, well, why? I mean, this is what you do, you know, type of thing. And uh, so it's, they have no clue what, what a healthy family looks like. So 
half the biggest need is half of the uh, foster parents with quit foster parenting within their first year. So that is the big need. If we can reduce that amount to the point where we can keep more kids in the foster system um, and we, we bring churches alongside these foster families that have the truth, that have the, the training, the skills, the people that can volunteer, all the things you need to support a foster family in their church, um, they've done, they've done great, uh, a great service for God but also it puts the church out into the community in ways that they never dreamed they could. They, they could. Right. So it's really kind of cool to watch how the church can uh, change uh, lives, but not only the lives that they think they're changing the life of that foster kid or the foster parents they're changing life or their biological parents, they're changing all those lives. What really happens is the church, people in the church change right. because of their service. And you know as well as I do, when, when you've got the love of God in your heart and he lays that, that uh, commitment on you sure. to do something, you step out in faith and you do it and you may be scared to death of what you're doing. I don't have the skills. I don't have what I need. But the church has all the skills. The church has everything that's needed to be able to step into the life of a foster family. And then what happens is the volunteers in the church or the people doing the training, the people that are doing the service, the, the people that are, are working with those foster kids in the youth program and bring them under their wings, they're the ones that change also. Absolutely. So you're not only out changing the, your community through foster care and, and bringing the caring community around a, a foster family, you're changing your church yep. to be more like God. And that is, the, that is the thing that is, I find amazing when you look at pastors. They'll just, they're thrilled yeah. with that because they're always looking for a way to do outreach. Absolutely. Now, you, Mike and I serve in a ministry, Silver Birch Ranch, yep. which is kind of the mothership. I mean, there's a bunch of ministries that have spawned off of it. Right. And uh, so we're in the uh, departments where I'm, I'm the president of the ministry, and Mike takes care of all the business sides here. And both of us have a passion, if you haven't gotten it by now, uh, <laughs> that people walk with God and love God, because that's what Silver Birch Ranch is all about. What's exciting for me, Mike, is I've been around this ministry now. I'm going on my 54th summer. And I've been here every summer for the mm -hmm. last 53 years and uh, 40 years living up here and watching God develop things in a way that he has, which is just exciting to be a part of. And through the years, there's been many ministries. We, we used to have a, a program for troubled high school teens that really, because of state regulations and things, eventually we couldn't have because we were housing just some things that didn't work out. But we were able to have that. We have a, a one-year Bible program on site here called the Nicolay Bible Institute. This is a college-level program for one year where we teach people the Bible and we teach them how to die to themselves because that's what needs to be done to be successful at any job that they ever go into. Right. And if you're listening and you're not familiar with Nicolay Bible Institute, please go to silverbirchranch.org or Nicolay Bible Institute, one word, dot org, and, and not one word in there, just nicolaybibleinstitute.org, <laughs> and get information on it because, again, Silver Birch Ranch has served the church in many, many, many capacities for the last half a decade. I mean, half a, you know, 50 years. Yeah. That's half a, what is that, half a century? 100 years of the century? Yeah. Okay. So wow. That sounds too old. Just, so I didn't want to say you it. You hit your half a century. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and, and it spawned a program for high school kids, it spawned this program for, a college and a need in 1982 
that started right. with the Nicolay Bible Institute. And it goes till this day with that purpose in mind. So then we have, we have gotten this ministry, the Relate365.com ministry, where if you go to that website, it's a ministry of podcasts and educational materials that we're trying to help churches with. If you haven't got the picture yet, what Silver Birch Ranch does is keep looking at ways that we can serve the local church and build the local body and do it through Christian camping, through, a, through college, do it through educational programs on Relate365.com. And now we've acquired a piece of property right on the Wolf River that's called the Wolf River Refuge. And we want to develop that in a, as a place to encourage the church and encourage believers to be a healthy and positive force in the foster care system in the United States right. of America. Right. So, Mike, that, that being said, the things that we're lacking right now are the partnerships we need to move forward with this. Right. And uh, would you explain what the dream is there on the Wolf River Refuge property and, and what we hope to accomplish? And, and I hope, you know, 10 years from now, I could be sitting in here with you saying, yeah, the Wolf River Refuge is one of those along with the Nicolay Bible Institute and the others. Right. It's already going and it's already doing great things. And we're already dreaming about another one, you know, down the road that we could use to help people. So it, explain to us what the dream really is and why we're doing this. Well, the Wolf, a beautiful, a beautiful piece of property that sits right on the river and it has uh, several cabins around it and a small lodge. So as we look together at that, at that, at that property, is that what can this be used for? And as we look at uh, developing a foster care ministry for churches uh, that can step in and change their communities and change their churches, we need a spot to, to, uh, to provide training for that. And the Wolf River Refuge is perfect for that. People, uh, churches can come and, uh, and then uh, you know, stay in the cabins, attend the lodge for their trainings, and we go from there. And we'll develop the curriculum, and we'll do those things for the churches. So it's a beautiful retreat center uh, for churches uh, to, take, to bring their people to. Secondly, we just talked about uh, how the foster family is, is under stress. You know, a lot of times uh, they have one, two foster kids, and maybe if there's, a, if there's ill behaviors involved around those foster kids, the family gets stressed. So they need a place to get away. So foster families can come and spend some time in the cabins just themselves and just have a retreat. Or foster parents can come just as a couple and have some babysitters take care of the kids for a weekend, come down and spend time just to work on their marriage. So a wonderful place for, that we can provide for, to support the foster community. Yeah, you know what's exciting to me is looking at, again, all the ministries we've been able to start and be a part yeah. of. You know, the property is there. It's paid for. Yes. And, and, it, and, and the raw materials are there. Yep. The, the heart and the, and the track record, you might say, of looking down the road and saying, hey, we could do this to help the yep. local church. Yep. Um, one of the things that as you get older, you realize we're really a nonprofit ministry which means everything we do, we lose money on. <laughs> and uh, I joked with you, because you're the business guy, that my gift is losing money. You know, I mean, I, I can go out there and find out ways to help people and lose money in a minute. And yet God has provided for us. This is, this is a miraculous <clears throat> place yeah. that beyond my comprehension even, and I've been here for all of it. And I can't believe we're still here. Yeah, it, you, you sit, if, if you sit on the, my side of the desk, Dave, and you look at the numbers come across, and you look at the things that, all the money going out, and all of a sudden, you look at those income lines, and they're just they're they're just filled, and you start thinking, well, you know, this shouldn't be possible. 
Right. I mean, we you should not spend more than you make, and uh, and then uh, uh, on a, on faith, really. I mean, this is bad business. Whenever you spend more than you make, you're going to go out of business. Right. You know, type of thing. But in in our nonprofit world, we sit here, <laughs> we spend more than what we make, but then we have this income line called donations. And, and sometimes and, we put the God line in there. We we do right, yeah, up, right, 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 right in there. It's like. We don't have this, so God, you need to provide yeah, somehow. Yeah, it, it was so funny because I, it's the first time I ever done a budget. You know where you put a, you know, God uh, expected provision. Right, <laughs> it's right in our in our budget line. Right, this is what God is going to have to bring this year for us to balance our budget. Right. You know, and so you sit back and you you look at that line, and you know I've been here four years now, and you sit back and every year it's been filled. Yeah, and so you produce a budget by faith, and then God just fills it. And so that's why we start up a new ministry like this. We have no clue, you know, uh, how it's going to get done or filled, you know, financially. Okay, we've got the, we've got the, the property. We've got some fantastic cabins for people to stay at. We've got a lodge for people to meet in. Uh, we've got all those materials there. Uh, you know, Silverbridge Ranch has all the, you know, the, the back-end administrative yeah, work the, that can be the done. The infrastructure that's yep, necessary. Everything that, to, run it, to run and keep operating. We'll use that, um, but what we read is, is we know that God is going to supply, but he has people already picked out that maybe you're listening to this program now, already decided that, you know, this is something I want to learn more about, that I could get excited about, that I can find other, and I can bring a group of people with me, and we can come, and we'll start producing products through Silverbridge Ranch, through um, the foster ministry, and we'll, we'll, we'll bring resources, not only in money, but in people and talent that we could possibly do to build this ministry. Right. And um, we don't know where any of that is at right now. You know, and from a business mind, you want to sit back, you want to be able to plan all that out ahead right. of time of what's going to happen. But all we know is that when we need it, God provides it. And uh, we just sit back and we, we step into this whole world of, of foster care ministry by faith. Yeah. You know, uh, for, through the years you've been here already, you know that I often tell you, you're the guy that has to spread the word of what God does on the business side because I don't understand any of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason, yeah. it's not that I'm trying not to. The reason is, is because when I grew up, th- this ministry was started by my dad, who was a pastor in Chicago, in, in the inner city of Chicago at the right. time. Right. And he had a heart for getting kids from the local church and the youth pastor and the high school kids out of the city, teach them to work, teach them the the scriptures in a place where they could get out and and get away from that environment. So that's why it started. It started on a borrowed down payment and in the first summer was 1968. And now it's all these years later and we're here and we're out of debt and it's amazing what God has done. But our philosophy really hasn't changed. We look for where the, the need is and if we're convinced there's a need, we act on it. Yeah. Right. Because in the Bible, we have promises that God will provide our needs. He doesn't provide our wants, yeah. but he provides our needs, yep. which is critically important. So in the summers and throughout the years, if a child tells us they can't afford camp, we tell them to come anyway. Yeah. And, yep. and we want to make sure if they come here, 
The reason we don't charge extra for campers for horseback riding or water skiing or rafting is because we're trying to get everyone to do it together regardless of their financial uh, income. We, mm-hmm. we think it's harmful to have a child who can't afford something to watch those who can't afford it have a great time. That isn't going to help them decide that they want to be a part of the, the community of, of Christ. So what we want to do is provide an atmosphere. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the horses cost us, the ski boats cost us, the, the rafting down the Wolf River right. cost us, right. but we don't charge them for it. Right. And so everything we do here, we seem to lose money. I'll give you an example of the need one thing. Uh, you know, years ago, uh, we built a gym here and the floor was cement. And as we were talking about the gym, we just ran out of money totally. Um, and and I, I said, well, you know, the, the cement floor works. It, it's not a need. It, what I had and what the other staff had was a want. Right. You know, we thought, let's put a better floor in there. A, you know, wood floor would be real nice or athletic floor. But as we talked about it, we said, well, that breaks the, the rule of what we do. The rule of what we do is if it's a need, we believe God will supply it. Mm-hmm. But if it's a want, just let him supply it without us, you know, going out there and stretching things. So we didn't do anything for a couple of years. And all of a sudden, a church calls us one day and says, you know, we built this church, and it was a multi-purpose big meeting room, and it happens to have an a athletic floor on it that was a very expensive floor. It's tiles that snap together, and we're going to unsnap it one Sunday, and if you bring a trailer down, we'll put it in your trailer, and you can have it. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, 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 but, you know, we just rejoiced and said, okay, God, thanks for the want. You know, yeah, so now if you right. go into our gym, there is a great floor there. It's an athletic floor. It's on top of a, a cement floor that we learn to be content with. Uh, but there are other things. I mean, there are buildings that through the years we knew we had to replace or whatever, and you just do them. What we're seeing now at the Wolf River Refuge is that God has given us a prime piece of property. He's given us the infrastructure. He's given us a way where, where we can begin to cradle a new ministry to foster care children. Yeah. Yeah. And what we want to be able to do is now find the partners to go ahead and do some things there. I think our dreams there are. are are rather large because the problem in our culture is rather large. And we'd really like to be able to develop a facility that can really minister and not be thinking all the time about what it costs and how much and how much are we going to, how are we going to make it? No, we want to be able to find the business partners and the individual partners to say, let's get this thing done. Let's get it yep. paid for. And, and I believe in what we're doing. And so that's what we're doing. And uh, did I give a good picture there? Of- yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think I'll say something to the business partner on the side, uh, other side of the picture. Okay, let's say you're wondering if you're out there, you know, well, what, is this going to happen or is it not going to happen? You know, type of thing. I don't want to waste my money if it's not going to happen. But one thing we've learned here at Silver Birch is that when you're connected to what God's purpose is and when God looks at these little kids and the, the least of these, you know, these little ones, and, and we we look at the poverty that's out there, the addictions that are out there. I mean, Christ heals these things. He steps into, into this world, and he, he wants the church to step out in faith and, and take care of these problems in their communities. And we see that happen here all the time. You know, 300, 350 kids maybe in a summer come to Christ. Right. You know, and we sit back, and we're, we're just, I mean, I'm just amazed at how all that happens because what we do is connected directly to what God's desire is, to what his purpose is. And we look at this foster care ministry, and we we know we're connected directly to what God's purpose is to take care of these kids and uh, and supply their needs in those areas. 
And we can do that through the church and build the build up the church, build up the foster family, uh, you know, build up the foster kids, and then eventually build up the biological parents also. And it all happens within the community of the church. Yeah. So if you're a business, Beautiful. if you're a business person, you might ask questions like this. So I'll ask them, and, and you can give me the answer. Um, are, are we audited? Oh yes, yearly. Okay, so yeah. so in our night, if people want to see the what is that form? Nine ninety. Yeah, they can. See, <laughs> thank you very yep. much. They can see it if they ask yep. for it. Yep. Okay, so there's no hidden anything there um, as far as that goes. Um, it, and that's important because, you know, through the years, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a lousy fundraiser actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason I'm a lousy fundraiser is because people will come to me and, and basically make conditions on things. Say, well, if, 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 and I think, you know, give the money to God. If you give yeah. it to God, let it go. I, yep. Don't give it with all these conditions and all that kind of stuff. And I know someone's listening. Oh, well, then I'm not giving you, don't right. give it to somebody who you can control. I'm, I'm. It's not that I don't want to be controlled. It's that there's so much in life that we don't control. Well, the, the issue with, with uh, finances and fundraising and stuff is the policy, you know, the policy, I, I sound like a businessman here, but, uh, you know, the, the purpose, of, the way we look at it, let's put it that way, <clears throat> is that as you give your money and you give it away, <clears throat> that should bring the joy of, you know, to you it's because you're giving what God has placed on your heart to do. Right. And you give that away because of his desire to do that. Now, <clears throat> the partners we need for this are, you know, are extensive. I mean, we don't know, we don't have a number that we can't just pull out of thin air and say, we need this much money to, to be able to pull all this off. As God supplies um, the needs here and he keeps bringing people alongside of us and says, I want to be a part of that ministry. Uh, here I have, I have so many dollars, can I give to that? And away we go. Then we add the needed staff, and then we add we buy the needed equipment. We then we put in the training process, and we that we have with churches and uh, how that'll work. Uh, we set up the you know we we'll have maybe buy some extra uh, you know equipment and stuff for the Wolf River Refuge. Whatever we need to pull the ministry off, we step into that world and we start it. And so I want we're looking for people that we want to be part of that right. vision. And I mean, some of it's pretty big plans. I mean, yeah. some of it's, you know, just normal support. And some of it is actually, you know, we need to build, build a, a larger right. dining room, a, a place, a yep. meeting room. We even like to do an indoor pool someday so that we can mm -hmm. get people up here and give. You know how kids like pools? I, I don't right. care who they are. <laughs> kids like pools. Right. So you, you want to be able to be able to minister to children. These are not cheap options. And when you're like us, you're talking about something that will never pay you back. Yeah. So you have to have the resources somewhere else right. because these kids aren't going to pay for it. Foster care families are already scrapped for it. Yeah. Churches are helping the local foster care parents, and they should. So we need a place that basically is not trying to pick their pocket when they come up and say, we want you to come. But how wonderful would it be if we had, if we had enough resources? I'm just dreaming, you know. If we had enough resources, I mean, you could put on uh, foster camps. I mean, we know how to do camping. Right. Well, we do that well. Right. Okay, but we could put on camps for foster kids, adoptive kids, all those types of things right here, and maybe not have to have them pay anything, right. or we can just give to them uh, a week of, of a camping experience. Yeah. And all those kids that have the same type of experiences coming together, I mean, f relationships are formed. It's amazing. Yeah. And we see that in our, we do a, a weekend retreat here for adoptive parents and children and uh, here at the camp. And I tell us one of the most rewarding 
weekends that uh, absolutely that we have one these and it's one of the most full. We can't. That's right. We we really don't have enough resources to do more than one, yeah. and we're always turning people away because they're all looking at why does this why does the this foster child behave differently than other children? Right. You know, we've got answers for that. You know what? And you I know why. Yeah. I I also want to. I wasn't going to go there with this, Mike, but you know, my I'm spontaneous. So. One of the other dreams that kind of my little private dream as the president of the ministry is that one day I would love to offer every child who is an, is an adopted child and every foster care child who's been through the system at all yeah. free camp yeah. or yeah. free at Nicolay Bible Institute, free. Yep. I would like to have a fund set up where we could just withdraw from that. And the problem, obviously, is we don't know how many would apply every year, so we need a fund that we can withdraw from. Right. So I've set a, an arbitrary number in my head that I'd like to see $100,000 put away that we can withdraw as necessary and keep that fund at $100,000 so as many foster kids or adopted kids can come. And I, I, I'm even flexible. I even thought, well, maybe anyone that's been in a family that adopted a child or anyone that's been in a family that works with, so that we can encourage the families long-term. Right, right. Uh, but again, we need the partnership to get there. I'm If we don't have it, then I'm saying, okay, God, you could supply it, but if you don't, then we're not doing right. it that way. Right. And either way, we'll open camp and we'll do it the best we can. Yeah. But we want to, if you haven't heard it, we want to encourage Christian families to both adopt and be foster parents and be good at it. We as believers need to be the people who do that. So we want to be able to do that better than we're doing it now. Yeah. We just want to also, we just want to be, we want to serve. You know, and we know that's what that's what makes our heart, you know, go pitter patter for the Lord is when we're in the, when we're in service to Him, and if we can get to the position where we can do some, we can serve uh, foster parents, we can serve the churches, we can serve the foster kids. Uh, we have the facilities, we have the camping facilities, we have the we have Wolf River Refuge as a retreat facility. We have all this blessings right. that God has given us. And we need partners to come alongside and say, you know, I, I have been blessed too, yep. and I want to serve, and, uh, and can I help you? Yep. And that's really what I was looking about. We're, you know, like you said, we're not great fundraisers. We don't go out and have big campaigns or anything no. else. We just sit there and make, make the needs known, and we go from there. You know, it's interesting uh, how God brought Mike and I together. You know, my whole life I've been here. I've been working um, and my background is education, and, and I've always wanted to be here and see this ministry go where it's gone. And Mike has had a, a business background. He's been in other camping works and, and been vitally mm-hmm. involved in program development. And at this stage in our lives to bring us together uh, is amazing what God can do, and I'm so thankful to have that opportunity. Yeah, well, uh, so know, am I. Yeah, it, it, we enjoy it. Yeah, it's very much uh, uh, God's at work, and that's really what we want everybody to understand: is that God has created us as uh, people to love one another, to obey Him, to love each other, and we as a church and we as individuals need to be able to do that and do the best we can to encourage each other to do what's right in life. Mm, yeah, there's enough pressure out there to do what's wrong. There's enough pressure to be self-centered and, and take care of yourself. And, and it, that's not, we need to be those who step up to the plate and say, we're going to take care of the people who are the least of these in the world, and we're going to do a good job of it. And, and we're going to demonstrate to them the love of Christ at a time where it's really tough for them to see any love at all. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, the church needs to do that, and we need to do that. We need to continue to get better at helping people do that, help the church do that. And we invite you to go to our website. Go to silverbridgeranch.org, check it out. Go to relate365.org, it'll take, uh, .com. It'll take you to all those places. Go to wolfriverrefuge.org or nicolaybibleinstitute.org. These are the ministries that God has spawned from Silver Birch Ranch, and we're looking to uh, continue that spawning in another direction. So uh, thank you for listening. I'm Dave Wager, and I'm with Mike Jewell here in the studios of Relate365.com, which is really on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute.